Well, good morning, my friends. This is podcast number 359 for Wednesday, August 25th. Grab your Bibles and turn to Mark chapter 15. All through this study, we have looked at different um, portions of the Gospels because the Gospel writers, again, were superintended by the Holy Spirit to write what they wrote. Um, but each of the encounters has a little bit of information that maybe the others doesn't have. So let's look at Mark and let's read uh, Mark chapter 15, 42 through 47. And then we're going to look at some other portions of Scripture and also uh, uh, look at some wisdom from Wearsby. Verse 42 of chapter 15, And when evening had come, um, since it was the day of preparation, that is the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a respected member of the council, underlined that, a respected member of the council, who was also himself looking for the kingdom of God, which is the coming of the Messiah, took courage and went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Pilate was surprised to hear that he should have already died in summoning the centurion. Remember the centurion who said this clearly must have been the son of God or a son of God. He asked him whether he was already dead. And when he learned from the centurion that he was dead, he granted the corpse to Joseph, and Joseph brought a linen shroud, and taking him down, wrapped him in it, in the linen shroud, and laid him in a tomb that had been cut out of a rock, and he rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Jesus, saw, underline that, saw where he was laid. Um, as we look at the burial and resurrection, there's always um, these theories, you know, that Jesus didn't really die even though medically uh, doctors have said the beating that he would have taken would have been enough to almost kill him. And then the hanging on the cross, as they explained, the crucifixion would have done him in. And yet people have said, and this theory still has floated around, that Jesus just swooned and and uh, he didn't die. The medical attention he would have needed, the medical attention it would have required for him to be alive, let alone to jump up out of a cold tomb, roll the stone away, and then appear to his disciples to be a risen Savior is, is just absolutely, it's ludicrous. It's ludicrous. One of the other things that people say is, well, they went to the wrong tomb. Mark says here in verse 47, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where he was laid. Also, Joseph of Arimathea was a, a high member of the council. He wouldn't have got confused. It was his own uh, tomb that he had prepared for Jesus, um, they wouldn't have got confused where the tomb would be. And and then the others say the disciples stole the body, really. The disciples stole the body. The disciples who ran away, the disciples who were frightened, the disciples who uh, were scared by a little, uh, Peter was scared by a little servant girl. They stole the body. They overcame the soldiers. They rolled back the stone and they took the body away. And then they died martyrs' deaths for something was in, was a lie. No, I'm sorry, it just doesn't it just doesn't pan out. And so I believe, and and I believe that two thousand years of 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 studying it out over these years, and people have tried to overcome this, and many people who have tried to overcome this fact that Jesus died and raised, uh, rose from the dead, have studied it out and become Christians, even though they were trying to prove it to be false. So let's go on. Um, let's look at what Rearsby says. 
It says the Jews recognized two evenings, early evening from three o'clock to six and evening after six o'clock when the day would begin. Remember, the day would begin because the Bible talks in Genesis um, and the evening and the day were one, right? So it starts in the evening. This explains how both Matthew 26, 57 and Mark could call uh, late Friday afternoon, evening. So let's go to Mark 27 real quick. And this is a scripture we'll look at a couple times. So you might want to keep your uh, a note there. Uh, 27, 57, Matthew 27, 57. Uh, when it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who also was a disciple of Jesus. So we see that both Mark and Matthew called it evening. Um, it's important that uh, the place of execution be cleared quickly because the Jewish Sabbath was about to happen. And that Sabbath was a high day because of the Passover. Let's look at John chapter 19 and verse 31. John chapter 19. I told you we would jump around through the Gospels. John chapter 19, verse 31. They, they, uh, they give us different information, um, different parts of it uh, to piece it all together, which I love. Uh, John chapter 19, verse 31 says this. Since it was the day of preparation, and so the bodies would not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath was a high day. It was the high day because it was the Passover Sabbath. The Jews asked Pilate that they might break the legs, the legs might be broken, and that they might be taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out blood and water. He who saw it has borne witness. His wit testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth that you also may believe. For these things took place that the scripture might be fulfilled. Not one of his bones were broken, and another scripture that fulfilled. And again, another scripture says they will look on the one whom they have pierced from Zechariah chapter 12 and verse 10. All of these things were fulfillments of Scripture, not a bone broken, um, uh, his side being pierced. And so with the exactness of, of God is amazing. Galatians 4, 4 says, In the fullness of time, or at the perfect time, Jesus, God sent his son Jesus, born of a woman, born of, under the law, to redeem those who were under the law. God is not bound by time, but he's a God of perfect timing. This is so important that we see this, that this is not accidental. Jesus was not taken by surprise. Jesus was not caught up in, in this. He, he just meant to be a social worker. He just meant to be a good man. No, no, no. Jesus was exactly who he said he was. God had a wealthy member of the Sanhedrin, Joseph of Arimathea, ready to take care of the body of Jesus. We just read that in Matthew twenty-seven fifty-seven. By the way, he was taking his life in his hands by being willing to do this because he had a, an important role in the Sanhedrin. He was assisted by Nicodemus, who was also a member of the council. Turn to John chapter 19. John chapter 19 and uh, verses 38 through 42. It's important that we understand that all of this was planned. Joseph and Nicodemus had to know that this was coming. How did they know? Because they were there when the council decided 
Even though they didn't vote for it, they decided that Jesus must die. Look at uh, John 19, 38. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, because it could have cost him his life or his standing, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took it away, his body, Nicodemus also, who earlier had come to Jesus. Remember in John chapter 3, he came by night, asked him questions, and Jesus said, you must be born again, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds in weight. So they took the body of Jesus and bound it in, in linen cloths with the spices, as it is the burial custom of the Jews. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb in which no one had been laid. So because of the Jewish day of preparation, since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. You see how this is all coming together. But this is important to understand. Let's go back to where is we. We must not think that these men suddenly decided to bury Jesus because they... Um, what they did demanded much preparation. To begin with, Joseph had to prepare a tomb in a garden near the place where Jesus died. The tomb was probably not for Joseph because uh, himself, since a wealthy man would not live so closely or be buried so closely to a place of execution. These two men were in the know as to what was going to happen to Jesus. You know that they searched the scriptures. They know they were looking for the kingdom. The Bible says... And they came to Jesus, and they were secret followers of Jesus, yet they had inside information because they were also part of the council that the council wanted to put Jesus to death. So they knew that it was going to come. They knew that it was going to happen, and so they made preparation for this to happen. The men also obtained a large quantity of spices. We just read that in uh, 19, John nineteen thirty nine, And this could not be done when the shops were closed for the Passover. So this was not an easy thing for them to do. So they prepared beforehand to set uh, this in motion. And all of this had to be done without anyone else knowing it, without the council's knowledge. It seems evident that... God had prepared these two men and directed them in the activities. Nicodemus had come to Jesus privately and in boldness had even defended him before the council. Look at John chapter 7. Although Nicodemus was a private um, disciple of Jesus, there came a time where he spoke up. And look at John chapter 7 verse 45. The officers came then came to the chief priests and Pharisees who said to them, why did you not bring him? Remember, they sent him out to bring Jesus back. The officers answered, no man ever spoke like this man. The Pharisees answered them, have you also been deceived? Have any of the authorities or the Pharisees believed in him? They wanted to know. But this crowd that does not know the law is accursed. They were calling them accursed because they were following after Christ. Nicodemus speaks up, who had gone to him before and who was one of them, said to them, Does our law judge a man without our first giving him a hearing and learning what he does? What boldness he spoke, he spoke up. And they replied, Are you from Galilee also? Because they believed all of the disciples were from Galilee and therefore they were they were unlearned men un, untaught men they didn't have a rabbi they were they were fooled and they were accursed and see that no prophet arises out of Galilee they're trying to quote a scripture saying there's no possible way that Jesus could be this guy so this is before Jesus um 
the last days of Jesus' life, and Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea, they know where this is headed. So I believe, this is what Wiersbe says, I believe that Joseph and Nicodemus searched the scriptures together and discovered, led by the Spirit, that the Lamb would die at the Passover. Remember John chapter 1, verse 29. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God. Who takes away the sins of the world. So they searched the scriptures, and I believe that they knew. And this is something that I've never heard before, but Wiersbe said, I believe it's possible that they were hiding in the new tomb when Jesus died. They weren't at the t- they weren't at the cross, but they were hiding nearby. This was remember Joseph's uh, tomb. He purchased it. He had it made, so him having access to the tomb would be no problem. And Nicodemus and Joseph were still private disciples of Christ. They believed that it was happened. So he believes, Rizri believes that they were hiding in the tomb. They searched the scriptures. They knew it. They were hiding. And it was a simple matter for Joseph to go to Pilate for permission to take the body and for Nicodemus to guard the body until the official release was given. If they had not done this, the body of Jesus might have been disposed of like rubbish, like so many. Like so many, they'd take them from the cross and throw them and the dogs and the birds would eat them and, and, and their bodies would be unrecognizable. And God prepares in advance and sends these two men to protect the body of his son um, because of what was to, to, to happen next. It's important that his body be prepared for burial so that the empty grave clothes could be left behind in the tomb. This is this is so important. If you haven't read John, John is my favorite book. But John chapter 20, verses 1 through 10, and we'll get into the resurrection later. But I want you to, I want I want to read this for you because this is so important. Because God prepared two men in advance. Because Romans 8.32 said, God did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us. So the, resur- the, plan- the death and the resurrection of Christ was in the plan of God. It was in the plan of God. So look at chapter 20, verse 1. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciples. She knew where they were hitting the one whom Jesus loved, which was John, and said to them, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb. And we do not know where they have laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciple and they were going towards the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciple, John, outran Peter, reached the tomb first and stooping in uh, to look in, he saw the linen clothes lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen clothes lying there and the face cloth, which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen clothes, but folded up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in and he saw and believed. It doesn't say Peter believed, but it said John believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. I have a bunch of scriptures written for tomorrow when we talk about um, Jesus' resurrection. I've went ahead and and studied a bunch of scriptures and and based on this one scripture in verse nine, for as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. I want to take some time tomorrow and it'll probably be, I don't know, it'll probably take me two days or, or more to be able to go through the resurrection scriptures. 
it's imperative that you understand that the God that we serve is alive and well, that Jesus did not stay in the tomb, that it was never planned for him to stay in the tomb. It was planned for him to give his life. It was planned for him to rise from the dead. It was planned because you and I were away from God and a bridge must be built and the cross was that bridge and Jesus paid the price for your sin and for mine. You don't have to pay it. You couldn't pay it. The old hymn says, I, I owed a debt I could not pay. He paid a debt I he did not owe. Jesus was sinless. But God made him, 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf that we might become the righteousness of God. We look at the, the crucifixion of Jesus and the the painful, it is painful to look at it. I mentioned the Passion movie uh, many times in this podcast. It was difficult for me to watch, but at the same time, I understand that it was the plan of God because I was a sinner in need of a Savior. And Jesus alone is that Savior. John 14, 6, Jesus says of himself, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. There are not many roads. Don't fall for that. There's only one way to God, and it's through his son, Jesus Christ, who died a horrific death. But three days later, he rose. And he's alive forevermore. And we'll talk about that tomorrow. Let me close in prayer. Numbers chapter 6, verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you. Till we talk again.